With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for people who are true animal fans. I'm Marie Hewitt, and this morning we're going to be talking with Renee Lu from Yesterday's News Kitty Litter. Renee has a pretty fun contest that she wants to encourage you to enter. Then, after our halftime break, Orange County Register pet columnist and animal behaviorist Marianne Dell has some heartwarming stories to share. Marianne normally reviews books on our show, but today's stories will all be nonfiction. Great stuff is coming right up, so keep it here for more Pet Place Radio on KGIL Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. Right now, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. It's Renee Lu from Yesterday's News. Good morning, and welcome to the Pet Place. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, let's talk. What is Yesterday's News? Well, Yesterday's News is an incredibly innovative um, cat litter product, which is um, truly and deeply eco-friendly um, to the core. It's made from recycled newspaper, mm-hmm. and it's it, which is incredible because it, we're recycling, you know, millions of pounds of newspapers every year to make cat litter, which is um, healthier for the pets, cleaner for the home, and really performs beautifully. How do the cats respond to that? Do they go right in? Is it an easy transition? Well, my my cats seem to love it. I mean, they're 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 fairly agreeable, but uh, absolutely. I mean, it it really performs unbelievably well. It's it is impressive um, how absorbent it is. Um, it's a it's a little bit different in texture um, as compared to a clay based litter, but I've seen it perform um, you know par excellence, and uh, my cats seem to like it too. Oh, that's great. I've tried a, a few different types of, uh, of green litter, as, as we call it, and, and one of the problems I've had is that they come in the form of pellets that don't go through the sifter very easily, so it's, it's kind of hard to clean out um, uh, pet waste. Is, is yesterday's news also in pellet form, or how does that all work? It, it is in pellet form, which, as you said, is uh, performs a little differently than the, the clay-based litter as far as the way that it clumps. Um, but I found since it's so absorbent that um, it does perform a little bit differently. But I I would say it performs, um, you know, almost better, different, but excellently. Okay, so maybe just a, a scoop that has bigger a bigger grid then would probably be better. Well said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. that was good. Uh, but you know, one of the things I think that's also really 
um, a an excellent point about um, the yesterday's news brand cat litter is that it's virtually dust free. Oh, um, yeah. So it, as far as um, you know, compared to clay-based litter, it it absorbs, we would say, about three times as much moisture. Um, so overall, the the total amount of litter that's required is less. So you can save some money. Um, save the environment in that way, um, but also keep you, the indoor air in our in your home clean, and especially for cats who are a lot closer to the litter than we tall humans are. Um, okay. I think it makes a big difference for their health. And then how about for odor control? How does it size up on that regard? Um, I, I found it, it to be very well, um, really because it's so absorbent um, and it really kind of locks in the moisture, so it sort of mitigates a lot of those those fumes, and again, you know, the the dust freeness of it, I think, is also something that um, keeps the air cleaner, um, and um, you know, just a lot less um, kind of emitting factors. Okay. Now, where do you get all the pounds and pounds and pounds of uh, old newspapers to create the product? Well, it's um, you know part of as part of the uh, you know the national recycling program that's in so many um, municipals and and communities these days, which is incredible. Um, so, you know, we're just really tapping into this growing um, market of uh, recycling. And, you know, we estimate it's, uh, it is about 44 million pounds of newspaper every year that we're using at Yesterday's News to, to create um, the, the cat litter, which is not a small number. I mean, that's a lot of newspapers. Yeah. So we really feel, I mean, the authenticity of being a truly eco-friendly product, um, you know, this is this is really a, a, an, a, um, an authentic green product in that way. Is it available at most pet supply stores or grocery stores? Where do people find it? Yes, it is. Um, it's it's widely available um, in, in even supermarkets and so on. And, you know, the price point is very friendly, meaning that it's, um, you know, really, I think, cost-effective. Um, it's competitively priced. And, again, what I found is because it's so absorbent and I find I need less litter. So it's, you know, I feel like overall I, I am actually saving money using this product. That's fabulous. I understand also that yesterday's news is uh, sponsoring kind of a fun contest called the Do-Gooder Design Challenge. Do you know anything about that? I do, and I'm so excited to be part of it. It's, um, it is the whole real inspiration to the yesterday's news. Uh, we're calling it the Do-Gooder Handbag Design Contest. Um, <laughs> it, it, what the real inspiration is... Um, really to celebrate the new packaging of yesterday's news um, brand cat litter, which is, it's beautiful, and it's also made out of totally recycled materials. So, so, so the bag that it comes in is a, a nice-looking bag, huh? It's a pre, it is a pretty bag, and it's recycled. So, again, you know, and, uh, you know, speaking to the authenticity of the product, I mean, this is really it. So this this the new packaging, which is really so pretty, kind of got got the creative juices going as far as, you know, how we could really celebrate it. And so we are running a contest called the Do Gooder Handbag Design Contest, and um, it's uh, it is open to um, cat owners everywhere um, to design a uh, handbag using. Um, 
the, the, the packaging. And <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very cool. And, you know, as someone, I, I really enjoy, um, you know, fashion and accessories. And as someone who's, you know, really a green expert, I look towards, of course, as much eco-friendly fashion and accessories as possible. So this this is it feels like a really, really great fit. Um, and we have online um, for, for anyone who would like to participate, which come one, come all, um, at, the, at www.dogooderchallenge.com. Um, and we're inviting everyone to use our really cool and innovative online design tool to create a virtual handbag um, using uh, some of the different um, factors that we provide there, you know, um, styles, colors, even some sort of blingy accoutrement. You can uh, virtually create a very cool handbag. Um, And the contest um, entrance are, we're we're, um, keeping it open until May 14th, so you get a little bit of time. Um, And and also we're inviting um, participants to share a short essay um, with regards to how how you do good um, in your in your life with your cat home environment, um, we really want to hear from everybody as far as what's going on, and we are happy to reward some winners with some pretty good stuff. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I know my my twelve year old daughter would probably want to do that. Uh, absolutely, and she's you know, into design big time. Oh, really? Oh, that's that's. <laughs> Great. Well, and this is, you might want to invite her to check this out because it is a really cool, this online tool, it's just, it's really cool um, to be able to create this virtual sort of handbag. And you can, hey, you can create more than one. Oh, um, wow. Yes, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. It's, one for uh, all seasons. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and that's sort of, you know, our, our, our mission and goal and, and message here is that, um, you know, you can start small, start anywhere, start with the basics, and, and be stylish in the process. And there's some pretty uh, heavy-hitting uh, designers who are actually designing that their own bags right now that you could kind of watch online, aren't there? Yes, we have, um, you know, five um, very well-established designers who will be kind of leading the charge, and also um, as far as selecting the winners, um, the uh, one a great uh, handbag designer, Elias Abadi, who's the head designer for Nawali Olin, which is a handbag line uh, made from uh, recycled candy wrappers and so on. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be judging um, the handbags along with um, some other participants, and um, so it's great. You know, it's it's open, again, to pet owners anywhere, and we're kind of bringing in the big boys of design <laughs> to kind of share their ex- their expertise and vision and designs, and it's been really exciting to see what's coming out of this. I can tell by chatting with you that you are very environmentally conscious. How do you, uh, what's your background? How do you get involved with all this? Well, I've, I've been, um, as an author and a TV host, and um, a green expert um, for quite a long time. Um, this has been really a dream to partner with um, Yesterday's News um, around this contest um, and it generally um, in, in partnering to get a, get a great message out um, and to really educate about the importance of these little steps that can be made that, really have a significant impact, um, particularly um, for pet owners where, um, 
you know, our pets who are kind of near and dear and how the, the types of practices and products that um, not only improve their quality of health but are also inherently good for the environment. So, uh, you know, that's something I'm always looking for uh, as someone who is the lens I look at the world is really in terms of um, sustainability and eco-friendliness, um, and I like really good products and performing products. So this is a great, great, great example of it. And I have to say, you know, there's, in a way, using a great product like this kind of feels almost selfish because it works so well. Um, and it, and you know what? It's I feel so good when I'm doing it. I feel like I'm really making a difference. Um, by electing a, a, an authentically green product that works really well. And it's so easy to make the transition. It really is. It, You know, I can't agree with you more, and I found, you know, it's sort of like start small, start anywhere. And, you know, starting with practices and products for our pets is, is a great, great place to start. And uh, I do think this stuff is contagious. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that it does become, you know, I've found for myself that the more practices and products that I incorporate into my life and with my pets, like yesterday's news, is, you know, it, it becomes easier. It becomes like a natural reflex. And again, back to that, I feel like a champion doing this stuff. So there's almost this selfish quality <laughs> that it's like it really makes me feel good to know that I am participating um, in making good change. Renee, this all sounds so wonderful, and I'm really glad such a passionate person as yourself is bringing this type of enthusiasm for earth-friendly pet products to the public. So thanks for being on the program today. It is my absolute pleasure, and I really do hope that um, anyone out there who is interested in pets and fashion and eco-friendly living do come and join us at dogooderchallenge.com. Um, and three lucky winners um, are going to have something good in store for them, which is um, the three grand prize winners will win a trip to New York City wow. um, to attend our the Yesterday's News Green Catwalk um, workshop event, which is going to be held in September. And uh, five run runners-up will also win a, a $100 green fashion voucher um, at thegreenloop.com. So there's some good incentive here. Yeah, uh, It should be really fun. I think the event in September is really going to be off the charts fun. And that's all at dogooderchallenge.com. Exactly. Great. Please it's, do come visit. Okay. It's time for a quick message from the station, but don't go away. We'll be back with Mary Andell, who has some beautiful true stories to share about pets who have had some wild experiences. Stay with us on the Pet Place Radio Show here on Retro 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and my longtime friend and partner in crime is back with us now. It's Marianne Dell. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning, Marie. How are you doing? I am doing really well. And did you know I'm the proud mama of a brand new two-year-old Labradoodle rescue dog? I just found that out. <laughs> Good for you. We love it when people rescue dogs, and it sounds like this one desperately needed to be rescued. Oh, she sure did. She and her mom lived with about 50 dogs in a in the home of a backyard breeder who was just using them as little puppy machines, and they were filthy and matted from head to toe and never had any kind of human bond at all. She doesn't know how to play. She's just only recently started 
wagging her tail in just a little bit at that. Oh, how sad. But I know she's uh she's gonna end up being just a wonderful dog and she's already um she's already getting used to being in the home and making progress by leaps and bounds and, and I'm just so excited to have her and, and, and give her the love that she deserves. Well, good for you. You know, it just hearing you talk about her reminds me of so many of the rescue stories out there and I've got a couple that came to me recently that just show how amazing animals are no matter what kind of crappy lot people deal them. Mm-hmm. And also, really, there are tremendously wonderful people out there doing things for animals. There really are. You know, the little dog that I got um, came from a rescuer uh who's quite a long distance away, but she just travels up and down the state looking for dogs just like this and and finding good homes for them. And I I am just so in awe and have so much respect for the people who who take time to do this because it's pretty much all-consuming for them. It certainly can be. And and even for those of us who only do it part-time, it becomes very consuming at moments. I have also recently learned that social media can be a really nice tool for helping with rescue. Definitely. Have you been seeing the commercials on TV lately about the apps for uh, finding dogs through Pet Finder? Yes, I have. Aren't those so cool? And I think it's great. And before we get on, well, this is a rescue story. Finding pets just kind of reminds me of something I wanted to interject into our little rescue story here, and it's how important microchipping can be. Oh, definitely, definitely. I have a wonderful story about this. I was at a class with my dogs at the Long Beach SPCA last night, and this really wonderful young man walked up with this beautiful black dog, definitely Chow, but also something else who immediately got into my heart because she reminded me of my first therapy dog, Piper, who was a black Chow mix. Mm -hmm. And he had walked probably over a mile just with holding this dog by the collar because he didn't have a leash to bring her there. From where he had found her, she was the loveliest dog. She started offering behaviors for us, sitting, lying down, giving paws. She was so sweet, and we, of course, called animal control, and they came, took her into the shelter, scanned for a microchip, and found the owner because the because the dog had a microchip. Oh, that's fabulous. That really is a voice for the animals. It really is. And the even better part of this story, I talked to the man when he came to pick up the dog. We had found she had a tag on. It was a rabies tag, and it was from a vet hospital in New Jersey. No way. And we tried calling, and, of course, there was no answer there. Mm-hmm. And when he came to pick her up, I said, are you from New Jersey? We just moved here. And, you know, they might have gotten her back through that rabies tag, but the day she got loose, she got back home to her people because of that microchip. Oh, that is such a great story and and really tells well why we need to make sure our pets have microchips and identification, everything possible to help them get home. And that, you know, unusual or rare event that they get out. No, it's not. It's really not. And It's not unusual and rare. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not unusual that they get out at all. Oh, okay. and, and well, my pets never get out. <laughs> well, there's just too darn many in the shelter now. Yours and mine, absolutely not. And But 
you know, how many stories do you hear about people who had the talk with the gardener and I don't know about you, but when I did have a gardener, my dogs never went near the yard Mm -hmm. until I knew the gardener was gone. But some people have their dogs outside during the day when they're at work and the gardener comes and the dogs are friendly and the gardener spaces and leaves the gate open. Mm -hmm. And or the meter reader, or the person working on the house. Or. And I have a story to confess. I did that myself a while back. Uh-oh. I was moving furniture out, and I didn't shut my gate, and I let my dogs out, and I noticed about ten seconds later when I was oh. in the house that Fly was nowhere to be found. Oh, no. Being the good dog that he is, he was simply checking out the front yard to make sure that it was safe. Uh. And he came immediately when I called him. <laughs> but you want to talk about a panic. Oh, uh, man. You know, none of us is infallible. At least I'm not. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I mean, <laughs> that's happened with me, too. I was taking my, in fact, just recently, my daughter brought her dog Cody over for babysitting, and I had forgotten that she had brought him over. And my husband, just coincidentally, as I was taking the trash cans out the front gate, my husband let Cody out in the backyard to do his business. So I had the front gate wide open while I was pulling the trash cans out, and all of a sudden I see Cody racing by. Oh, no. oh, this is not good. <laughs> because my daughter has never taught Cody how to come, and he thinks it's lots of fun to be chased. Oh, yes. <laughs> so there we were running down the street, and I'd say, Cody, come back. And he'd, he'd stop, and he'd look at me, and he'd wag his tail, and I'd pretend I started going the other direction and he'd follow me a little. The moment I'd turn around to try and get him again, he'd take off again. So my husband actually had to get in his car and drive down next to Cody and open the door and say, go for a ride. And of course, Cody loves to go for a ride, so he jumped right in. So we were good. <laughs> yes, that's why I tell people it's always a really, really important thing to teach a recall for your dog. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. But, you know, I know you have a lot of great rescue stories because you've been involved in this sort of thing for many, many years. And and what is your absolute most favorite rescue story? Oh, gosh, I don't know if I could tell you my most favorite, but I'm going to tell you what I'm involved in right now that is my It Takes a Village story. And this was this is a story that starts with Facebook, and somebody posted about an 18-year-old chow who had been dumped by his owners at a Southern California shelter. Oh, no. And either a volunteer had gone out there or the shelter had put the word out. I don't know. Oh, and I forgot to mention a blind 18-year-old. Oh, no. And it started right away with about six different people uh, without realizing it each planning to go and get this dog. Well, it just happened that I was the one who actually went to the shelter and put in a, oh, what do they call it? Not a petition to adopt it. It wasn't a hold. It was, I signed paperwork that I would adopt. I didn't pay for the adoption because they don't do it. They don't have you pay until you pick the dog up. Right. Uh-huh. But it was commitment to adopt okay. is what they call it. So uh-huh. I went down. I signed my commitment. They told me to come back the next day because they were going to have the vet examine him and as of his because of his age give a neuter waiver so mm-hmm. that he didn't have to be neutered. I mean, an 18-year-old dog doesn't need anesthesia. Mhm. That's true. 
So everyone agreed I would go back, I would take the dog because I had, not only did I have a place to put him, but also via Facebook. And the reason I actually committed to taking him, a woman in Northern California got on the thread that was going on in Facebook and said, if someone can get him to me, I will take him. Well, it just so happens that I uh, already had plans to drive another dog to Northern California. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully be her forever home. Happy coincidence. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I can. I'll beat the transport bus. <laughs> so I went and got this guy, and the first thing I heard from the vet at the shelter was, he's not 18. He's probably 11 or 12. Oh, that's a difference. That's a big difference, and that seemed much more likely. A couple days later, I took him to my vet for blood work and to have his eyes looked at, see if there was any sight that he could determine. And my vet calls me and says, I'm not even sure he's as old as 10. His teeth are absolutely beautiful. Wow. He said, his eyes, on the other hand, are absolutely not. He is completely blind. He... Probably he developed entropion where the eyelids turn inward mm-hmm. and the eyelashes rubbing on his eyes so ruined his cornea that my vet said the corneas are like leather. Oh. And the poor dog is... So this is totally preventable. Absolutely. And you're talking about your dog, your new girl, reminded me of him. He just, when I first got him, and for a while after, seemed so depressed. Mm-hmm. And... He acted like he couldn't hear. He didn't want to eat. And I think it's, who knows what it is. We can't know. Um, maybe neglect, if the eyes were neglected, maybe the dog was neglected. And there was no point in listening because maybe it didn't serve him well to listen. And maybe he's just in so much pain from those eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, being as we now think he's eight, which is actually... You know, we're talking middle age here. Uh-huh. We're, we're definitely not geriatric. My vet has kindly offered to neuter him for free. Okay. And the folks at the eye clinic are helping me very generously with his surgery. Oh, that's fabulous. And they are going to do the entropion surgery so that he is out of pain and discomfort. Wow. And he it it's just been amazing. I created a chip in link. Have you used that at all or heard of it? No, but that sounds like a topic for another day because, Marianne, we're almost out of time. Okay, well, I'll just say that I've gotten donations from all over the country to help this guy, and it's just amazing how people have come together to help this poor, unfortunate dog who oh. has a home has and a home. is going to be happily ensconced there, and I'm sure will, like your little girl, start to get comfortable and much, much happier with his lot in life. Fabulous. It's a great story. Well, thank you, Marianne. We need to take one last break, but we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show with more, so don't go away. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. German Shepherd Rescue needs your old cell phones. Head on over to the PetSmart today at 26532 Town Center Drive in Foothill Ranch. This donation will translate to cash to help homeless German Shepherds. 
And while you're there, shake paws with one or two of these beautiful canines and maybe even adopt one or two or three. You know, you can have three dogs legally. There are plenty that need good homes. This event goes on from 11.30 to 3.30 and should be lots of fun. Again, that's today, so head on over. Well, that's about all for me this morning. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please stay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.